Is maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, everybody. It's me, Steve Agee. And... We're we're back with a fresh episode of uh uh no more flashbacks uh at least not this week um uh, the guest this week is my good friend um, Melissa Stevens she also has a podcast here on the Feral Network uh, which she co-hosts with Ingrid Haas called Vomit on the Web um, you should maybe check it out because it's really funny and uh, those chicks are nutty. They're kooky chicks. <laughs> that was so dumb. Uh, they're awesome. Check out their podcast. It's really funny. Uh, Melissa and I, <laughs> uh, I went to her apartment and we talked about a lot of shit. Uh, this was a few days ago and I've already forgotten a lot of it. I, I, I don't even smoke that much pot anymore. I've only smoked a few times in 2013 and um uh i'm trying to get my memory back <laughs> i i hope memories come back i hope they re-sprout um yeah i'm trying i'm trying to clean up my shit um and uh so far it's it's doing it's it's working out better in 2013 i feel a lot better and i'm getting more shit done like this new episode of Steve A.G. Uh, with Melissa Stevens. Uh, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, click the link on the Feral Audio page if that's where you're listening to us to. If that's where you're listening to us from, you can click the, the little link for Amazon and you can go to Amazon, do your purchases. You don't pay any extra money, but we get a little kickback and um, uh, it helps us. And uh, it makes me fall a little more in love with you guys. If that's even possible, you're very precious. And also subscribe to us on iTunes if you like. Um, so there you have it. Listen to Melissa Stevens and have a wonderful day. And I love you. Oh, man. It's oh. a great way to start a podcast is by falling. Out of a chair. I wish you had fallen back. I've fallen back once in that chair. In this chair? All the way over? All the way over. Because I was like, because it had never happened. And I was like, it's fine. It's a comfy chair, though. It's a great chair. I'm a, I'm uh, here with my guest, Melissa Stevens. Hello. Of uh, the other feral, podcast, feral audio podcast, Vomit on the Web. The co-host. Yep. The co-host, co-host. Melissa Stevens. The other co-host, Ingrid Haas, is mm-hmm. uh, who knows where. 
There's a fucking large ass fly in here, and I that's gonna bother me until I kill it. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they come from. Like I have like sometimes I'll just be like watching TV on my computer, and like not the big flies, but like those like fruit flies. Nuts. They'll just be like fucking right by my face, and I'm like, where the fuck did you come from? There's no fruit around here, but it'll just they're just here. Because you don't have food in the house ever. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a lot. I mean, I have that one apple right now. Oh, that they'll come from that shit. Fuck. That's I just, what I don't understand is how bugs come from food. Where are they? Because my do- my windows and my doors are closed. Where where are you coming from? Where are you birthing? Because <laughs> then I'll kill you and I'll be like, cool, they're gone. And mm-hmm. then. No, I've always wondered that because I don't ever have my windows or doors open. But. Um, and I have a screen for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean, to keep things. Yeah, that is a big ass fly. It was just That's climbing. a big ass fly that couldn't. No, no way it got through that screen. No. Fucking hey, man. This is what happens. <sighs> fucking hey, my life. Um, I found a. I found a fucking. I went to go take a bath. Yeah. And there was like this big of spider in my tub. <laughs> She's making uh, <laughs> like a, a circle the size of a quarter. And I lost it, and I won't step in it in my shower now. I was just out in Joshua Tree. For Coachella. No, no, oh, fuck that shit. No. But around the same time, I was just out in Joshua Tree, and um, like I've been going to Joshua Tree for over twenty years. Like, just I love it out there, and I just go when I want to get away from LA. And so I went out, and it's only been within the past two years that I've discovered there's a bug out there called the Soulfugit. And wow. another name for them is wind scorpions. Ooh! I highly recommend anyone looking them up on. Do on, they fly? Is that why they're called? They don't wind? fly, but they look like a mix between a spider and a scorpion. Fuck! And That's... they're like two inch. They're huge, and they are fucking terrified. They don't have eyes. They can't see. That's good. They don't have eyes, so they go completely on feeling. So when. When they feel you walking around, yikes! Your feet they attack you because oh, they don't know where the vibrations are coming from, so they just start running. They they'll charge you, and oh. they're fucking huge. Have you ever had? Have you ever had one like get you? No, but I talked to somebody who got bit by one, and, it, and she said the whole right side of her body was in pain for two days. Did she go to the hospital? She didn't go to the hospital. Why not? <laughs> Steve and I talk about these we talk about these things and then they freak me out like I just cut myself a little bit and I started and I literally was like washing my dishes and I was like man I'm gonna get that that flesh eating bacteria disease if I don't clean this shit out MRSA like and I was like and we talk about these things and it'll drive I'll just like I'll think I'm gonna die from a paper cut yeah me too I uh there there's also a thing it's like the wind scorpion, but they don't they don't have them west of Arizona. They're in the desert. But they're they're not in California, but they are in Arizona. Which leads me to believe they will eventually be in California. Fuck. Like killer bees made their way into the United States from South America. Yo yo, what are killer bees? Really? Is that sounds like a movie. Are Is you that serious? a real thing? Killer bees are real. I mean, I know that if people are allergic to bees and if you get like a hundred bites, you die. I saw my girl, but like. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That girl is now on Veep, by the way. I know. I saw it last night. And I saw last season. I was like, I don't know if I'm on board with her. I'm I'm still not sure if I'm on board with her, but I like her. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If you get stung by a hundred bees, if you get stung by a hundred regular bees, it's bad. But like killer bees are really aggressive Hmm. and they don't stop attacking. That's the difference. They're really aggressive. So like they put their thing in you because don't bees put their thing in you and they die? They die when they sting you. That doesn't happen with killer bees. It does happen with it. I, I mean, they, the the swarm will just keep attacking you, motherfucker. And and is that like they're a thing? In, yeah, they're in L.A. and every yeah. There's killer bees in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> what? Where? I don't know. Every now and then they they'll find that someone will, you know. Like call, I don't know who you call about it. Like pest control, like three one one. I guess that's what it is. And they'll be just like, "Yo, we got some killer bees." No, they'll <laughs> no, they'll just be like, "I think there's a beehive in my backyard. Can you come get rid of it?" And they'll be like, "Sure." And then they come out, and then it's like, "Do they move it?" They don't. They have kill to it. destroy it if it's killer bees. If it's killer bees, they have to destroy it. So we need bees for the environment, right? Yeah. But we don't need killer bees. I don't know. Okay. I'm not an expert on it, but I know they're fucked up. Wow, shit. And so they just destroy it if it's killer bees. Like when I was a kid in elementary school. I'm terrified now. They used to say killer bees weren't in the United States. I don't know if they're African or they were in South America. I but, thought it was a joke. But they're like, they're getting closer to the United States. Like each year they can see, oh, there's killer bees that are showing up closer and closer to it. But the now United they're here. States. Now they're in the United States. And there's not a lot of them, I'm assuming. I don't know. Has anybody died from them? Fuck. Oh yeah, 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 totally. I'm look this, it up on your internet. This is gonna this is gonna blow my Monday. <laughs> this is gonna fucking. I thought it was that was like a cartoon joke. Killer bees. No, they're real. Wow. Um, I'm gonna look up killer bees Los Angeles just to give me some. Peace oh of yeah, mind. yeah. Let us let me know what you find. But I was gonna say there's these things uh, in the desert, not in L.A., not in Southern California. But uh, they are in Arizona called vinegaroons. I, I posted a, a photo of it on my um, Instagram. I'll show. Yeah, it to yeah, you. yeah. And they look like a wind scorpion, but they're big. <laughs> they're huge, and uh, and they will bite. And I, my friend was telling me if they bite you, it hurts really bad. But also, you taste vinegar. That's why they call them vinegaroons. You taste vinegar in your mouth for two weeks. <laughs> that's now that's like a cartoon that's like <laughs> such a weird symptom like and that's killer bees the africanized honeybee killer bees yep oh that's... the los angeles almanac with the Los. don't make a home for killer bees los angeles times reading <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna pause this recording some Melissa can get up to date on. I can't bees. believe I th- I never knew that killer bees were real. Yeah, just like quicksand. Yo, quick mud is real. I've been stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is quick mud? It's just like quicksand, but it's mud. And like in Georgia, there's quick mud because there's like swamps and shit. Yeah. And we were out like who knows? We had walkie talkies and we were just like out in the woods doing shit. Yep. And 
I was in my dad's like boots or something and I got stuck in the mud, in the yeah. quick mud and I started sinking and then no one could get me out and they'd pull me and I'd fall on my face because my boots were stuck in it and I started crying and then they had to run and get my dad and I, it was up to my waist. <laughs> I was up to my waist in quick mud. How'd they get you out of the quick mud? Uh, an adult came and pulled me out <laughs> because no one else wanted to get stuck in the quick mud. You think you would have kept sinking and just died uh, over your in over your head i mean i don't know uh, i mean i was terrified that it went to my waist it just sounds like regular mud that's just really deep true but like but what, what if it, like isn't quicksand just regular sand but really I don't deep? know what quicksand if that's a thing or if it's just like a princess bride thing because yeah. that shit was fucking scary yeah the princess bride or uh indiana jones right no uh blazing saddles yeah they rode their push cart into quicksand quicksand has to be a thing i don't know it can't have be made up i don't know yeah look that okay up. looking it up looking it up hold on i heard that killer bees have become a menace in orange county what should i do to protect my family <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> move. move move to canada um i don't think they're in canada yet Colonies have been found in holes in trees, the space between the walls or buildings, underneath foundations, in sheds, drain pipes, water meter, valve boxes. So everywhere. Yeah, everywhere that regular bees would. Remove would junk. Be. It says just remove junk. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to look up quicksand. You better. You got a lot of junk in here. You better clean. I just threw away some clothes this morning. Nice. <laughs> 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 I just grab some shit and throw them out. Quicksand hell? No, just quicksand. Did you go to Coachella? <laughs> <laughs> we I didn't even try to do my Coachella like our bit. Like I didn't even try and go like love loving it in the desert bless. I didn't even do it. Melissa and I did a thing for uh Sundance when Sundance was happening. People loved it. We were tweeting like we were at Sundance, but we weren't. And it and was obvious. And we were tweeting obvious shit that would be like, oh, they're pe- not really there. And they're, I mean, you'd have to be a moron, but like <clears throat> almost everybody texted me being like, are you here? Meet me. Or like, like oh, a couple weeks ago, this guy was telling a friend of mine, like, yeah, Melissa was like sort of annoying when she was at Sundance. She was just like tweeting a lot about it. My friend was like, that was an obvious joke. I was never hanging out with Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wait, and who was I hanging out with? You were hanging out with somebody hilarious. Willem like- Dafoe? No. <laughs> you kept trying to find oh, him. I was looking for Willem Dafoe. <laughs> and I like met up with him for a second in like a Nike brunch. <laughs> oh, I no, I was... Uh... Ah, shit. Now I can't remember his name. I... I... I kept tweeting like I was going skiing with uh, <laughs> having brunch with uh, Michael Shannon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. I think. <laughs> and my friends kept tweeting or t- texting me like, where are you at, man? Let's meet up. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm not hanging out with any of these fucking people. <laughs> I can't believe. I mean, thank you for thinking I was at a Nike brunch with Chris O'Donnell and Katy Perry. Thank you. But yeah, I'm not at a party with fucking Brad Pitt where they're serving Domino's <laughs> And I, I just kept saying I was on a lot of Molly yeah. and I couldn't wait to like go to some party and like, or I was saying somebody was a bitch that was great. I think Quicksand's real. It's on Wiki. 
on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, Does that mean it's real or no? No. No? Okay. Not necessarily. I mean, I, I think it's a real thing. I just How don't to think... get out of quicksand, nine steps. I mean, I feel like that's got to be... It quicksand. takes nine steps to get out of quicksand. <laughs> what, I wonder what the nine steps are. You just walk nine steps. Uh-oh, now you've done it. <laughs> You're hiking alone in the wilderness. <laughs> Please keep reading. Looking up at the birds and whistling a happy song. <laughs> like you do when you go hiking. When suddenly you find yourself trapped in quicksand and sinking fast. Certain muddy death? Not quite. While quicksand isn't nearly as dangerous as it looks in the movies, it is a real phenomenon. Just about any sand or silt can temporarily become quicksand if it is sufficiently saturated with water and or subjected to vibrations, vibrations such as those that occur during an earthquake. Here's what you do if you find yourself sinking. One, avoid quicksand. That's <laughs> fucking stupid because it said if you find yourself sinking, which means you're already in it, you fucking idiot. That's the worst number one thing. Anytime you're in an area of wet ground along beaches, marshes, and rivers, um, be on the lookout for ground that appears unstable. Okay. So this is going to be eight steps, really, because yeah. one is don't go near quicksand. Yeah, so number two, bring a large stick when frequenting quicksand territory. <laughs> what is that? So far, none of these have to do with when you're actually in the quicksand. While hiking, especially in an area you suspect contains quicksand, carry a long, stout pole. You can use the pole to test the ground in front of you, and you can also use it to help extract yourself should you sink. Uh, All right. All right. Three, drop everything if you find yourself in quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> drop everything. What are you carrying? This is the best because your body is less dense than quicksand. You can't fully sink unless you panic and struggle too much, which will cause the sand to further liquefy or you're weighed down by something heavy. If you step into quicksand and you're wearing a backpack or carrying something heavy, immediately take off your backpack or drop what you're carrying. Okay. Um, if it's possible to get out of your shoes, do so. Shoes, especially those with flat and flexible soles, create suction. Oh, I can see that. Four, relax. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Chill out in the quicksand, bro. Quicksand usually isn't more than a couple feet deep, but if you do happen to come across a particularly deep spot, you could very well swing quite quickly down to your waist or chest. If you panic, still, that's still not scary. You're yeah, not if you die. panic, you can sink further. But if you relax, your body's buoyancy will cause you to float. Okay, five. Breathe deeply. What? <laughs> not only will deep breathing help you remain calm, it will also make you more buoyant. More air in your chest. Keep as much air in your lungs as possible. It is impossible to go under if your lungs are full of air. That's gotta be bullshit then how do people drown you yeah. idiot and everyone's got lung air in their lungs and then they drown yeah get on your back this is number six if you sink up to your hips or higher bend backward the more you spread out your weight the harder it will be to sink that makes sense okay once your legs are free you can inch yourself to safety by using your arms to slowly and smoothly propel yourself this sounds terrifying I, I, has anyone died in quicksand does it say i don't know number seven take your time <laughs> this is like it's chill out. Some of these seem like they are part of other ones. Um, more importantly, quicksand can react unpredictably to your movements. If you move slowly, you can more easily stop an adverse reaction, and by and by doing so, avoid getting yourself stuck deeper. Eight. Take frequent breaks. 
<laughs> I'm going to take a break. <laughs> Since it could take a long time to get yourself out of quicksand, be sure to take breaks and just float on your back if you feel your muscles getting tired. I would love to come across somebody just taking a break in quicksand. They're floating in quicksand. What are you doing? Taking a break. <laughs> taking a break. Be quicksand. Number nine, use a stick, which was already one. Jesus Christ. They redid one. So it's seven steps. Yeah. Oh, as soon as you feel your ankles sink, lay the pole on the surface of the quicksand horizontally behind you. What? That doesn't make. I guess lay on the stick. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. This sounds. I just want to see if anyone's died. Yeah. uh... Quicksand deaths. Ooh. Per year. Per year. That means. Okay, go. Does anyone know the stats on? Well, it's just people. Ooh. Quicksand horror death of mother 33 who drowned after getting trapped as the tide. Yikes. I was in the UK. Uh, Let's see how many people die. About. F- oh no, that's just how many people die in the world. <laughs> Let's see. I just remember when I was a kid, quicksand seemed No like- one knows yet how many people die each year from quicksand, but I'm pretty sure it's not many. Who wrote that? I'm pretty sure. sure. That doesn't seem. I'm just gonna say, if quick. Do people die? Quicksand deaths. Yeah. Well, I, that guy who sunk in Florida. Does that count as a quicksand death? I mean, I don't that's. Know. It took his house. It took the right side of his house and his bed, and he oh, went under. Oh, that was under. a sinkhole, though. Right. Yeah, I guess so. His house just collapsed into a hole. By the way, I looked that up online because that freaked me out. That's insane. And it said. Where, whatever article I was reading, it said there are so many sinkholes in Florida because the ground is so unstable that insurance companies are required to provide coverage for sinkholes. No way. Yeah. Never, never knew that. I lived in Florida. Never knew that. Yeah. It's common. Is it like, is it common in California? I don't think so. I'm terrified that I'm going to be sleeping one night in my house. Do you think you know it's coming? The sinkhole, like maybe no. you know the floor is unstable, or is it just a drastic? I think it's immediate. <laughs> I have a fr- my friend who lives in in Studio City. Um, the, she had a sinkhole in the street in front of her house, like j- just one day went out, and it was, it was caused by the rain, and there was like just a deep hole like in the middle of the street, mm-hmm. and the fire department came, and they pulled their giant fire truck up. And the whole fucking street gave way and the fire engine like sunk into the street. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Was, did anybody go with it? No. Was it a slow burn or was it a boom? It was pretty instantaneous. Wow. So s- the street went in. Yeah. Just came I in. would have to move away from that street. <sighs> it's just the world is unsafe. <laughs> I almost fell out of this chair again. God damn it. This says there's a video of somebody. Oh, I would love to see video of someone in quicksand, but not like from the Apple Dumpling Gang or Mm -mm. a shitty Disney movie. No. Girl 11 saved from quicksand death. I mean, Eh, it's not really fucking telling us. How do we get in? How do we start talking about quicksand? Quick mud. We killer bees. I guess from Killer Bees. Um, 
quicksand. Oh, here's one. There are no reported deaths from quicksand inhalation. I knew it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's died from quicksand. So that's good. All right. Well, positive. Negative killer killer bees. bees. Just killer bees. Positive quicksand. Sinkholes, big negative. Yeah, especially if you live in Florida. Well, now I'm terrified. Especially if you live in Florida. Um, Have you been... When was the last time you guys did a, a podcast? Well, we did the phone sex one. You did? Yeah. That shit sucked. Is it up online? Yeah, that it was so it sucked. It's so uncomfortable. Why did it suck? It was just well, like I uncomfortable to do. Well, it was uncomfortable because Ingrid and Dustin were there, and they were like, "Come on, get dirty," and I was like, "Fucking give me a second. And then so I like literally tried to, and this guy kept making improv jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like he kept trying to like be funny. Yeah. And so, like, I, if you're having phone sex, like, I need somebody, like, you got to give back. Like, I say something sexy, then you respond. And, yeah. like, we have to keep doing it. Yeah. I can't say something and then you go, like, whoa. Oh, nice. Ogre. Yeah, like, and so, like, it was just a lot. It was, it's uncomfortable to listen to. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know who are listening, uh, Melissa, what made you do that? I asked me? for donations and I, w- I thought it was a funny incentive and then it happened and that sucked. You asked for donations for your web, uh, for your podcast. And I said, highest bidder gets, um, uh, 15 minutes of phone sex. It originally was 30. You talked me down to 15. Yeah, Thank I God. Remember, I was like Thank 30 God. minutes of phone sex is way too much. 15. 15 is too much. Time that shit sucked so bad. It sucked <laughs> so bad. It was the worst. It's online. And then Ingrid got drunk that episode because we got pray- we got a donation for her to get drunk. Like how drunk did she get? She just had to get drunk while we were doing the podcast. Podcast. Was she like th- throw up drunk? No, she was just like, because she, she gets real moody and ornery. So she's real saucy. So she was drunk and then I did the most uncomfortable phone sex I've ever I mean, I don't think I've had like on the phone phone sex in years because who does that? Yeah. It sucked. (laughs) Was someone making jokes? Like he was like, he was like, because he started off like, well, you know, I'm not an, I'm not as versed in improv as you. And I was like, oh, and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're just going to have to go with me on this. And then like, he just couldn't go with, he couldn't. That's a bummer. But. If you want to hear awkwardness, Ingrid tried to come in and save me. It just got real weird. 15 minutes is an eternity when... It was so long, I wanted to cry. I was sweating. I was like, what time is it? I I need this to fucking finish. Like, people were watching me. I knew everyone was going to listen to it. When did you do this? I did it like a week and a half ago. It came out last Tuesday. Where did you do it? At Harmon's. Oh, my God. That's and he crazy. fucking I know he was there and listened to it. It was a crazy episode. Um, he was like, That podcast sounds insane. I gotta listen to that fucking ASAP. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. And fucking Ingrid and I, I trash talk some like casting director. I don't know why I'm whispering. But I like really trash talk this casting director who I fucking hate. We didn't say his name. One of our fucking fans or whoever figures out who it is, tweets the casting director, listen to this podcast. The first ten minutes are about you. Who the fuck does that? And he go, he was like, he, like, we thought he was being a dick, but really he thought he was doing us a favor. He was like, if he's a dick, he should know 
Like, and I was like, yo, man, that shit sucks. And then, like, Ingrid flipped out, and Ingrid was like, Melissa, you call him a cunt. And I was like, I call everyone a cunt. And then she was like, you also say he should die. And I was like, that's also something I say a lot. Like, I don't feel bad. I don't want to delete it. But she did. We didn't, we only deleted part of it. I think the part where I said I want him to die in his condo. That's, I hate when people do that. Like, just listen to it and let it go. Why do you have to tweet at him? Like, I hate if I say something on, Twitter and like you know if I well here's an example uh, Steve Martin did a book like a year about a year ago he put out a book of his tweets mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't know that it was he did it for charity mm-hmm. right all the money that he did for charity was awesome all the money from the book went to charity which is awesome he's an awesome person uh, and but I didn't know about this, so I go online and I see Steve Martin tweets. Uh, hey, buy my! You can go online, go into Amazon right now and buy my book of tweets. Mm-hmm. And so then I tweeted, but I didn't include his name in the tweet. Yeah, smart. Because he's a hero of mine. Yeah. And I did it as a joke. I tweeted, "Hey, you can go. You can buy Steve Martin's book of tweets." Or you can just follow him on Twitter for free. That's great. That's a funny joke. It was just a joke. That's a funny joke. And then fucking like a couple people, like two or three people uh, retweeted me, but they added his name into it. Like, fuck you, man. Why you got to at him? Like, it's clear like we didn't. I mean, it was clear. Why would you fucking do that? Like, why was we were like, don't say his name on the podcast. Bleep this out. Like, very, very. And so when he, like, tweeted specifically. Let me see if I can find it. Like, at him, I was just sort of like. And then I don't give a fuck. Because, like, I stand by what I said. Like, that guy treated me like shit. Uh, Whatever. So he thought he was doing us a favor. He was like, this casting director should know that he's shitty, right? And I was like, no, man. No, because. Okay, now I'm not going to be able to audition for this anymore. Never. Not that I care. Like, this guy, like, my manager was just like, whatever. Everyone hates that guy. But, like, still sucked. Sucked. Because Jeff Greenberg was responding to this guy's tweets. He was like, what podcast? Where? And I was like... So did he... Wait. So he knows about it? Yeah. Have you heard anything? Mm-mm. I mean, whatever. Like, hope maybe he's embarrassed about his behavior because I talk through my shitty audition, and so does Ingrid. And so he he looks like the asshole. I mean, yeah, it's probably not the smartest thing to do in the world to be an actor. And, but like, whatever. That guy wasn't going to give me a job anyways. Um, but it's like comedy. Like that's my podcast. Don't fucking tweet at him. Like, what's wrong with you? That's so shitty. And he listened hey, to I it. Hey, I figured out who you were talking about, and I let them know that you were talking about him. That's happened to me with, like, guys I've been, like, if I've slept with somebody, they'll figure out who it is somehow. I don't fucking know because they're stalking me. And then tweet at that person. Listen to this podcast. She talks about you. Fuck you. Stop that. Don't. People are the fucking worst who do that. <laughs> There's a reason why I never say people's names. Like, why? Why? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't know. I think they think we're all friends. Like, it's like we're in a community together and we should. I don't know what they think, but I don't want them to do that. <laughs> hey, Melissa was talking shit about you. You should listen. Yeah. And she then- didn't mention you by name. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, maybe because she fucking didn't want that person to know you fucking 
moron. So retarded. But yeah, listen to the episode. Listen to us go crazy in the beginning and see if you can guess the casting director. Oh, look, I can trap the, the fly. No, 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 no. Oh, I got it. He <laughs> just fucking trapped that fly between the window and the screen. That's great. Trap that shit. Cool. Now it will starve to death. <laughs> Die a really fucking bummer of a death. Yep. Okay. That happened. Um, so that was the last one we recorded. And then like I needed some time from that because everyone was like very upset about it. And I was yeah. like, look, it's my birthday. Let's take a break this week. And we're going to put one out. We're going to do one. Yeah, it was out. just your birthday last week. Yeah, the big 3-0. Ooh, congratulations. Yeah. I, th- I mean, everyone says 30s are better. They better fucking I love my 30s. I miss... Ugh. You're not... I'm 44. I don't ever believe that. You joined the Y and I haven't seen you there yet. I haven't gone yet because I haven't... I was shooting that pilot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, uh, How'd that go, by the way? It's great. So fun working. It's sad that it only happens once or twice a year. <laughs> It was really good. Um, I have nothing lined up now for me. Like in my near future, I have no work lined up, which scares me. I'm glad I did this pilot, but I I was hired as a recurring character, which means I didn't get paid really well. Yeah, that's what I hate about being rec- unless unless you have a big part in the thing. Like you don't really get paid even recurring rates until the second, third, or fourth episode. Like the first one, they're like, "Here, fuck you. Here's five hundred bucks or fifteen hundred, yeah. whatever it is." So I need it to get picked. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a great cast. I don't know why it wouldn't get picked. Yeah, it up. was. Uh, it's by uh, Greg Daniels, who produced and wrote for The Office. Doesn't he have two shows? He has two pilots. I mean, one of them has to go. He has Maybe two pilots because he had a deal with NBC. He has two pilot, and because the, the Office was ending, and they want. Yeah. They think this guy's, you know, like. Well, he had a hit show that won awards and created m- movie stars. So they're thinking one of his two pilots will probably get picked up. There's and I this hope one. to God it's mine. I mean, they might they might both get picked up. Maybe. I don't know. What you never are. know. And they might both not get picked up. Uh, yeah. But it was Craig Robinson from The Office. And I love him. Time Machine, who's great. Steve Little from Eastbound and Down. Love him. The fucking funniest. He's hilarious. I did Groundlings, or he did Groundlings. I didn't do it with him, but we were did it at the same time. Uh, this girl, Amandala. Amandala. Uh, she, Amandala. She was the little girl in uh, Hunger Games. Oh, the little black girl. Yeah. Oh man, she's sick. She's fucking good. She put everyone to shame. Like, yeah, acting. she's good. You'd watch her and be like, oh, my God, this kid is. Oh, I love when like kids just are better. And you're just she was like, awesome. Cool. So you're only going up from here and we might. This could be it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're 13 and you're awesome. And Steve Pink, who directed Hot Tub Time Machine, directed it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good director. Oh, wasn't Kumail in it? Kumail was in it, too. Yeah. That's my friend cool. Amanda Lund was in it. It was a really good cast. I think it's going to go. I hope so. It's about uh, Craig plays a guy in a band. I'm the bass player in his band, a, a burnout. It was really fun to play, but uh, we're making no money, so he has to take a job teaching music to middle school kids. I like that. I think it's going to go. It sounds good. I mean, they don't have anything now that, like, the office... I mean, that's such a big thing. That's, that's a thing to go, big thing and, to go and, away. And not only the office, 30 Rock. Yeah, all in the same year. They're two sort of hit shows that ran for seven years or however long. Like, that's scary, probably for them. 
Yeah. They're going to have to create a whole new lineup with new shows because they don't really have anything that can sort of take that place right now. No. They could even step up into it. No. Because Whitney got canceled. So they're going to have to pick up a lot. That was really weird. I, I didn't know Whitney got canceled and... uh like uh, just a couple days after it had happened, I was driving down Ventura Boulevard and there was like a, a truck, a, like a big truck and it had a, a trailer on the back and it was like a studio truck, like a Universal or a Warner Brothers truck and uh, like a flatbed in the back and it had like all these like, you know, um, set pieces, you know, like walls and and shit from a, from a TV set and like on the side of them, all of them said Whitney. I was Ooh. like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, that's, that's harsh. That's sad. That's sad. I, were, I heard that she's like one of the richest women right now, and I did not know this because... She's got uh, a lot of shit going on. Well, because I thought both her shows got canceled, the the, the E1 and the, the pilot one. So in my mind, because I don't work often, I don't know how money works. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I just think if you're not on a current show, you can't be making money. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But apparently the syndication deal of Two Broke Girls, which she co-created with that guy from Sex and the City. Michael Patrick King. Yeah. yeah. She got $52 million. No shit. And they sold it. For, it was like the highest syndication deal ever. Because they sold it for like and that billions, shows a hit. and that shows a hit. Well, here's my thing that I was confused about. I was like, yeah, but she's is she going to go and like participate in me in the writers' rooms of a show that she created? And they're like, no, she's just like she created it. She'll always just get a check for it. <laughs> She'll get the fifty million dollars. But I was like, but doesn't she ever want to like be a part? I'm so confused. Like I was like, what? Well, I am too. I mean, I know she get she will forever as long as that show's on. She will get money f for co-creating it. And um, but do, wouldn't you want to like? Like be a part I don't know how that works though. I don't know if yeah. she's like Well now I have free time I'm going to come in And be in the writer's room yeah, Because she I was like could That's what I'm saying She, I mean she could She co-created But like when she was Writing that pilot And doing hers And they both went Like no one thought That was going to happen I would think if one Got canceled You'd be like Cool I'm going to go And sit in the room Of this one I, But I guess like You don't do that Because like you're not A part of it I would be like Well whatever happened That show is working well So I don't want to disturb it True to and just I take will the just money. Take the money and work, try and get new shit going. Yeah. I mean, she got $52 million. Fuck. Plus, every time an episode airs, you know, because she's like supervising producer, like creator, you'll get something from it. So that's insane. Ugh. And so on every episode, it's like created by. That's crazy to me because you don't work on it. It's like you wrote one pilot. I did an episode a year and a half ago and I, I just got a residual check for like 12 bucks. Love that. <laughs> So I know how Whitney feels. Yeah, I mean that must feel because I like see I I'm always on her Instagram and I'm like, yo, she just got two shows canceled. She should not be vacationing, like in my mind. And then someone told me she the syndication deal, and I was like, oh fuck, I feel shitty. Fifty two million dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah, like that's a lot. You can, buy a, you can buy a nice house for a million dollars. Oh, my friends were like giving me <laughs> shit. They were like, what would you do if you got a million dollars? Like, what would be the things you buy? And like, I got my million dollars was like gone flat. Like in love. A million dollars isn't that much money. It really is not that much money. Would you just try and live like $30,000 a year for a long time? <laughs> That's probably what I would do. I'm so horrible with money. Me too. I mean, I would buy a car. That would be my first thing. Yeah, you need that. I'm going on the Price is Right May 6th to, try, really? and, to try and win a car. <laughs> and then I'm going to keep going every month until I win one. Can you do that? Yeah. 
Is there a limit where like you can only come on the show once a month? Well, like I mean, I'd have to. They have to pick me and go on the show. Like, what if they don't? What if I go and they don't pick me to be on the thing? So I can just keep going back. I have a friend, my friend JP, uh, like in the nineties. He wanted to be on Jeopardy, mm. so he went and auditioned. Oh, you have to audition for Jeopardy. You you go in and you I think you take a test. Oh, okay. You have to be super smart. Like you know, you have to answer all these questions, and so he went in, fucking didn't pass. But I I can't remember. I think they let you keep the test, but there's five different tests. Oh, so wow. when you go in, you don't know if you're getting the same test. But he kept going in until he had gotten all the tests. Oh, and then he studied. And then he memorized them all. And then he went in, fucking aced it, and got on Jeopardy. <laughs> and then and then when the show started, this is like, you can find this on YouTube. Like, this I think is amazing. He posted it. He realized, like, immediately that he didn't know shit, and he started getting in the hole. And so he was like, I'm just going to see how much money I can lose. So I think he's the contestant who was lost the most amount of money on Jeopardy. Like, was like negative 100,000 points. Wow. Like, he just kept answering wrong. Every time they'd ask a question, beep, beep, beep. What is charcoal? <laughs> no, it's bananas. <laughs> you know? Oh, it, man, I got to watch this episode. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there's like a system of how to win the car, so I got to like study. Or like how to win the, the things or like the bidding on the first when you're up there like when do you say a dollar and when do you say a lot like I don't know like I need to, I have to watch a bunch of episodes to figure it out what? if I fucking win though that's crazy I won't because I don't have that kind of luck you never know you should listen Paul F. Tompkins has an album uh, oh fuck what's it called it's and it's the whole album is just about jobs that he has had oh god I have to hear it um like uh, what the fuck is it called? Um, I think I have it here on my phone. I don't have it on my phone. Anyway, it, it's all about different jobs that he's had, and he talks about going to, uh, you know, doing stand up at Largo. And Paul Thomas Anderson used to come into a lot of shows, and so when he did, uh, when he did Magnolia. He, PT PT liked him. That's yeah. Great. He liked him. He, he he had a bunch of those Largo comedians do stuff. He had Mary Lynn Rice Cub do something. Well, didn't didn't Amy Mann do the? She did like the soundtrack for yeah. it, basically. I yeah. like fell in love with her when that when I heard that soundtrack. <laughs> so Paul goes to the table read, and he like gets there, and he's like, the script was like hugely thick, like. And, and are like and, Tom Cruise there and like Yeah, and there and Paul Thomas Anderson's like, well, okay, you have a very small part. He's like, I, I would also like you to read these other parts, like smaller parts, just scattered throughout it. And so he was going through and it was like really thick, you know, like you know, probably like a, a two or three hundred page script. And uh he he gets there and people are starting to get there and he's trying to underline all his parts and he missed a few. And so they're doing the table read mm. and he's like, and they'll be going along and the pacing's going along great. And then all of a sudden there'll just be a long pause and he'll look down and realize it's because he's not saying his line. Fuck. And then Tom Cruise at one point is just like, hey, you got to keep on top of it, buddy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> God, no really way. Him. But then, <laughs> so he's, you know, and he's like, I'm a comedian. I'm not an actor. So I was just really nervous. 
and then we actually shot the 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 movie and there's a scene where philip seymour hoffman's like on the phone with somebody and it's paul tom or it's paul tompkins so it's just all like off camera but he like he gets to set and they're like in the kitchen and paul thomas anderson's like giving a you know basically a pep talk to every all the cast and crew they're in the kitchen and Paul like leans on this table and the whole fucking table fell over. Like, <laughs> no way. Everyone's no looking way. at him. Yeah. No way. That's I'm gonna have to listen to that, but also watch Magnolia again knowing that. That's I hate when that shit happens because like when we're the most nervous, we're also like the most clumsy and careless <laughs> yes. and stupid and like yeah. fuck, that sucks. Yeah. That's mm. terrible. Yeah. Table reads are rough, man. There's, I was saying, there's no, I am never more nervous than when I have to read in public. Oh, yeah, you told me that once, like, uh, when you were doing Paul F. Tompkins' show, like, that one where you had to, well, they the give thrilling you the, adventure hour. Yeah, and they just give you the script right beforehand. They give you the script, you show up, they give you a script, I and then you because, go out and read it in front of, a, you're basically just reading. I think because I, like, come from an acting background for, like, theater school or something, it doesn't bother me as much as, like when I'm filming knowing like if for some reason like table reads fine because it feels like rehearsal to me and I, I understand rehearsal and like yeah. I understand that process like it's all right we're figuring it out like by the end I'll be great <laughs> but like for some reason sometimes during filming I'll be like oh fuck that's the last take that's it I don't understand why wouldn't we do that a, a bunch more times <laughs> like yeah, yeah that's when I freak out is when I'm on set it's table reads for me I get so nervous I go in and I'm like Oh boy, I have a lot of words, and I always fuck them up too. I always fuck up. Everybody does, though. I notice in table reads. I think because I was it was so ingrained in my head, I need to sort of let loose and let myself fuck them up. Because like I was so ingrained, like never change the writer's words. But then like in comedy, it's like never say the writer's words, just improv and sort of put uh, in no, their no. feeling. <laughs> like I feel like they're they're always change. It's not as strict, basically. Yeah. And whenever I'm at re table reads, especially like the main actors, just say whatever they want. Yeah. No, it takes me back. It takes me back to being in elementary school when the teacher would be like, all right, take out your books. We're going to take turns reading out loud. Yep. She'd be like, okay, so-and-so. And then you read like a couple paragraphs and she's like, okay, Steve. And then I'm like, then F F F Felicia went, uh, and I'm just like stumbling through it and I can hear people like that's when I stopped reading in public was the same thing happened to me I think it was like 7th or 8th grade and I have like major dyslexia and, and problems else, unless I can like I have to read it once before yeah, or a couple times and I was like said something really backwards and everyone started laughing and, and the teacher didn't stop me and I kept doing it <laughs> and like fucked up the teacher didn't like just stop me or like tell them to stop or like let's like figure this out and I just remember after that being like I'm not reading in class ever again let's figure this out come on teach let's figure this out <laughs> like yo teach I remember Oh, yeah. I remember specifically. I remember in like third or fourth grade, we were reading, like reading out loud and in class. And I came to the word coyote and I fucking had no fuck. I'm like, how old are you in fourth grade? Nine. Yeah. I'm like nine. I've never seen coyote. That's a weird looking word. Even if that you is look a weird word. That is a weird word. You know, it's also a weird word. Sure. Yeah. S-U-R-E? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I would never think that, sure. Are you Sura? <laughs> yeah. 
No, I remember reading like, and as they went into the hills, they came across a coyote. <laughs> coyote. And everyone in the fuck... The room's full of nine nine year olds and they're all laughing at me like they know coyote. I'm like, the teacher's like, it's coyote, and I'm looking at it going, that's how you spell coyote. That's insane. I remember uh, I lost a spelling bee for sure, and everyone <laughs> laughed at me because it's first of all, it's a fucking four letter word, and like it was, sure. it was fifth grade, and they were like, she was like, sure, and I was like, got this s h u r e. And she was like, no. And everyone was like, Melissa. And I was like, well, how the fuck do you spell it? And they were like, S-U-R-E. And I had never seen that word before. Like, I, I had never heard it or seen it. And I remember being so flabbergasted. Do you? I remember when I was in sixth grade, I went to basketball. I think I might have talked about this before. But um, it still makes me laugh. I was in sixth grade and I was going to basketball camp for a week. Oh, Nice. And uh, they sent, you know, after you pay, your parents pay, they send you, uh, you know, a, a brochure of like what to bring. Make sure to bring the tennis shoes and da da da. And one of the things was on the list was deodorant. I was in sixth grade. I'd never seen the word deodorant written. Mm, but you knew what it was. No, I'm looking at it. I'm like, deodorant. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, mom, what's deodorant? And she starts fucking laughing. My mom starts laughing at me. That's amazing. I remember when I was first told to wear deodorant. I remember I think I was like, I had been running outside and playing. And I remember I was just like sitting on my dad's lap watching TV. And he was like, honey, um, I think you're going to start to need to use deodorant. And I was like, what's that? And he was like, well, you start to smell bad when you get to a certain <laughs> age. And he had to like get ripe. Like, and I, and I got really insecure, insecure and nervous and was like, I'm leaving and like walked outside and was really upset about it. Dad said I stink. Yeah. And like, cause I remember the same time I had to start wearing deodorant was when in high school we had gym class or it was middle school. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, in elementary school you had recess in middle school you had like gym, you know what I mean? Like you had gym time and like we'd have to go into the locker rooms and change. And so like, that's when I also had to start wearing a bra, but I didn't, I had, didn't wear, I had, was flat, hadn't started my period and never worn a bra before, but like, felt like I had to. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I would like make bets with my friend. I'd be like, let's just try and wear it for half the day. And then we yeah. could take it off. Like we could never make it through the day. Cause like when you have never worn a bra and yeah. then you start to put one on, it's the most uncomfortable. It's just like tying a belt around your chest. <laughs> and like I would I could never make it and I would take them off during class. Yeah. And I got made fun of so hardcore in gym class because they were just like, you're not wearing because I would just not. But it doesn't make sense. I think I think sixth grade's too young to wear a bra, but I guess some girls had boobs. <laughs> I didn't get boobs until 10th or 11th grade. And those big titty sixth graders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the girl, you know, the girl who there was, there was that one girl who was like a little overweight who started her period in fifth grade. That's so young. It was sad. I felt bad for her because she carried a purse and nobody in fifth grade carries a purse. Just a purse full of maxi And pads. we knew like she had her period because we were like, why do you have a purse? And she's like, mm -hmm. and like, uh, I didn't start mine until I was real late and people made fun of me for that. I was listening, uh, I forget who the guest was, but I was listening to Janet Varney's podcast. Oh, I want to listen. I love her. It's really fucking good. And she had a, and it, you know, it's her talking to 
girl it's all like all female guests and she's talking about you know how awkward it is like in like adolescence mm. is basically what her podcast is about and one of her guests god i wish i could remember who it was is talking about like how she didn't get her period till really late but she would uh one time who the fuck was it one time she just took a maxi pad from like her parents her mom's house or something and like put ketchup on it just to show the girls like oh oh, oh boy look at that time of my- <laughs> that's amazing i i that's crazy i didn't tell anyone i just everyone assumed i had it and i just talked like i had had it like so people would be like well period i'd be like yeah the worst right and i never had it didn't know what it was Cramps. so when i started my period didn't know what it was <laughs> I was like sent away to bad camp for like bad camp, like for kids who are problem kids and like you were. <laughs> yeah. So like I how, got how old uh, it was uh, the summer before high school. <laughs> and basically it was like the kids who just like are like in special ed, ADD, hyper like hyper kids, the kids who are in detention a lot, just all those kinds. Yeah. And so I, I didn't realize I was being sent away to bad camp, but it was like a lot of trust falls bad and, like, camp. and I get there and I just see all these sort of like shithead kids and i was just like what the and like the counselors were like so you know why you guys were sent here your parents want us to like make you guys you know get along with people better and i was just like you're like that's why i'm here i was like first of all somebody should have fucking told me that like give me a heads up that i'm bad and so we the last day (laughs) i was rock climbing in white shorts oh and being like and I was like something's wrong and I went to the bathroom and I thought I just like doo my pants <laughs> ah, oh my god because no one told me like what I didn't know my mom should have sat me down and told me what a period was no one told me so I didn't do anything about it I didn't do anything about it didn't put anything there just kept going <laughs> and then I and then I didn't get it for a while again uh, <laughs> I remember that's so funny because I remember I I used to be a rock climbing instructor at a summer camp. Really? Yeah. Wow. And um, like the very first week of my of working there, like my first time, you know, teaching. Uh, uh, it was like our first day, and I was teaching the kids how to rappel. So we'd go to the top of this rock, not a high rock, probably like fifteen twenty feet. Because these are like 10-year-old kids. Yeah, you don't want to go too high. And so I'm helping them put on their like harnesses. And there's this one little girl. I'm about to help her put on her harness. She's like, my mom's a lawyer. And if anything happens to me, she's going to sue you. And I immediately was like, uh, somebody else. I need a girl counselor to come put this her harness on because I don't want to touch this fucking kid. Oh, my God. I wish I could be a camp counselor now. It was fun. I loved working. It at was camp. like great because we like we did like zip lines and like that stuff is fun. Like yeah. we also did that in middle school and high school. Like we had ropes courses. Yeah, like that was part of our gym class. Like I don't yeah. think they do that anymore. No, but that was great. Like we'd all have to like climb a wall together. Like that's how you get a kid to calm the fuck down. Tell him to climb a wall. You fucking leave me alone and go climb a wall. <laughs> daddy, 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 daddy. Go climb a wall. Okay, bye. Hey, bye, daddy. Daddy, I'm climbing a wall. 
Oh, that's great. Oh, childhood. <laughs> the worst. I used to stuff my bra. I definitely did that and was caught. Somebody pulled, like, I did it with... Caught? I did it with toilet paper, and it, you could tell. Because <laughs> it's all fucking uneven and not smooth. And, like, somebody was just, like, because one day I was flat, and the next day I, I did that. And, like, it was just so uncomfortable. Or, and so then I just bought really padded bras that were, like, this much padded. You didn't ever try just putting an orange in there I mean I should have at that point I mean it was so embarrassing I can't believe like because then people would like talk about it they'd be like you stuff your bra and I was like uh uh I do And then you start crying and you start using the toilet paper out of your bra to blow your nose A real live MTV sketch Daddy 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 (laughs) I'm gonna go Go stuff your bra Melissa (laughs) I told my dad in 8th grade if I didn't get boobs I was gonna buy them in eighth grade and he was like okay and i was like i'm just letting you know if i don't get boobs i'm going to get fake ones <laughs> like i was like because i was so set on like i i because getting them if i didn't my life would be yeah. over it would have been horrible it would have been terrible that's what girls deal with do you guys deal with that like if my dick doesn't get bigger yeah, i'm gonna buy a new dick dad <laughs> daddy 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 <laughs> just so you know my dick doesn't grow <sighs> And Do then you get your first. Grow? Then you get your first erection. You're like, it's growing. <laughs> Do guys' dicks grow, or are they just always the same size? Well, they have to grow. Yeah, that's true. I guess because you, you, you could, wouldn't grow. have the same dick you had as a baby. <laughs> you just have, you imagine she's... just a little fucking, and your balls never descend either. And it's just a little fucking. <laughs> or it's always just large on a baby. <laughs> like how fucked up that would be. Like a, a massive baby dick comes on a baby. Out with a huge dick. It's like he's last night on like, Game of Thrones when they showed that little baby dick. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's pretty. Is that a big baby dick? I don't know, but I was just like, shit, what are they going to do? I was more worried about what they were going to do. What do you mean? With the Because when it's a boy. Oh, isn't that a good thing, though? No, when it's a boy, they give it to the fucking Nightwalkers to eat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They give it to the Nightwalkers. I'm confused about that section of Game of Thrones right now, the, the Nightwalk, the, the Beyond the North Wall and what side is what. I'm super confused. I'm really confused by everything on that show. There's like <laughs> too many families or, and... There's like a lot of people and there's a lot of people on that show that look alike to me. That's very true. And they, they, you got, I understand the books, but like, we're not the books. You know what I mean? We need, we need to fucking consolidate. The first season was a hit for a reason because it was insular. Like you need that fucking redheaded lady. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Demon lady. Yeah. And that guy, like I was like, get out of here. That was kind of fucked up when he was like, I want another child. And she's like, man, you couldn't handle it. Yeah, I didn't understand what that was. Like, he. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, his comes evil or something because he signed like a fire pact or something. And then it created this baby that killed that guy. So he wants another baby that's going to kill Joffrey. But his, I guess his fire come won't work. I want Joffrey to die so bad. I I hate that little fucker. That fucker sucks. And his... Like, I'm just waiting for a really uncomfortable scene between him and his new fiance, like that when he like gets violent or something. I don't know, man. I think he's I don't know if he's going to get violent with her. That yeah, scene he's with sort the of crossbow, scared. he seemed like he was kind of getting into her. Well, she's very manipulative and she's good with that. But like he like he, that scene with the prostitutes last season. Oh, that was like I had to pause and leave the room. <laughs> that kid is fuck. That kid's a good actor because he is fucked up he's so fucking fucked 
He must get a lot of shit in public, like people being like, you. That's what sucks about that show. I think people like really invest in a way that, like, I don't know if they invest in other shows. Like, he must get shit. Like, same with the mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. The fucking mom of Joffrey's the worst. I hate her. She's a cunt. She's so hot. Oh, you like her? I think she's hot. No, she is hot. She's not ugly. Peter Dinklage is, I think, hot. Yeah. He's little Rob Delaney. Oh, wow. Oh, now that's weird. (laughs) Rob Delaney posted like a side-by-side photo. They do look a lot alike. They do, actually, now that I think about that. But like like Peter Dinklage, don't... I'm not really sure about Rob Stark. Which one? See, that's the... the, Rob Stark is the guy who's with the mother... And he was at the funeral with his oh, grandfather, yeah, yeah. and he's like basically he was the oldest son of Ned Stark, and so he's like leading the charge for the North or whatever. Um, and I'm just like, I'm just not sure how I feel about it. But that one fucking, the guy, the Iron Islands guy, when they almost raped him in the ass last night. Oh my god, that was fucking hilarious! Out of nowhere, we were laughing so. You know what we do to runaways? We're like. <laughs> Are they going to fucking okay. rape this dude? Yeah. They did that back then? Yeah, you know what we do in Runaways? Well, I'm going to fuck you in the ass. And I was like, what? Goes, you I'm li- going to fuck you into the dirt. And I was like, wait, I think you like that. Like, Yeah. That was fucked up. And then he's and he said he's they're not. I don't know where they were last night. Like, I didn't understand anything. But you know who's the best part of that show is that fucking little girl. She's awesome. I mean, she's the heart of the show. I, I really want more dragons too. If if I don't, I can't believe fucking Khaleesi gave away a fucking dragon. I think she did it because she knows like the dragons belong to her. Like if the, if the dragon stays, if the dragon fucking stays there, I'm gonna lose my mind. How can you just? You say, can't give away. She's the mother of the dragons. I, she can't give it away. And do we think that those soldiers are going to work? I think they will. I don't know. Khaleesi's Her story's really dragging out slowly. Well, supposedly in the books it takes years or something. Oh, fuck. All right, fuck this. We've uh, we've reached an hour. Man, that's life. Hey, daddy, 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 daddy. <laughs> I want you to just do a five-second cartoon every week of just daddy, daddy, daddy. Mm, I want to get a clap Daddy, 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 um, Thanks, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Uh, everyone can catch Melissa and Ingrid Haas on Vomit on the Web, which is here on Feral Audio. Uh, what else? Anything else you want people to check out? Yeah, my Twitter, Melm Stevens. At Mel M. Stevens. I thought for the longest time thought your name was Melm. Melm. Yeah, a lot of people call me Melm, and I'm always like, that's not a name, guys. <laughs> Melm. I get it, though. I don't mind it. It's fine. Uh, so Melm Stevens and um, thanks for listening guys and I'll uh, catch you next time bye, bye. Yeah. hey thanks for listening guys uh, I had fun with Melissa <laughs> I, I love doing these outros like I, I just listened to the whole thing again which I didn't but uh, thank you for listening. And uh, again, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, any purchases you might have through Amazon, click that little link on the Feral page, and it helps us out. And um, I cherish you guys. Uh, check back in a week or so for a new episode of Steve Agia. Thanks. Bye.
My heart skips skipping the beach and not close enough so that space between you and me let's lose it The way you're dancing swaying to the music girl that body and how you move it every time you cross my mind girl I lose it Alexa play the country heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs download the Amazon Music app today